Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael J., and this is Hypothetical. This week, I have back with me the man behind the boards, the myth, the legend of Jenny. Welcome back to the show. The myth is that the boards exist. The legend, well, there's no legend to it, but thank you for the compliment. Uh, take it any way you want. Except for suppository form. Uh, let's jump right into the warm-up game. Because <laughs> I don't want to address whatever you just said. That has to be the quickest I broke you. No, I don't know what we're talking about. We're going to the warm-up game. And <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed, but there was football on TV this past weekend. The NFL playoffs started. And coming up here in a couple weeks, the Super Bowl will be back on TV. And it is a big event, the most popular or one of the most popular TV shows of the year every year uh, when it's on. So the warm-up game tonight is who are you going to watch the Super Bowl with? Where are you going to watch it? What are you all going to eat? And what are you going to bet on while you're watching the game? Now, since this is hypothetical, I'll actually assume that I'm watching the Super Bowl. Yes, that was the whole point of the exercise. I don't do professional sports. Oh, this time you will. Yeah, I know. Because um, you get to set it up any way you want. You can have any okay. way you want. I mean, you don't have to pay attention to the game. Oh, okay. You could just watch the commercials or you can not even do any of that. You could do whatever you want to do. Who other than the New England Patriots are favorites in the playoffs? Um, the New Orleans Saints, the LA Rams uh, on the NFC side, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And we won't say the Patriots on the AFC side, but I think the hmm. uh, New Orleans Saints are probably the, the cream of the crop this year so far. I'd like to see the Chiefs versus the Rams. Okay. That'd be a, that'd be a pretty good Super Bowl. Yeah. Two teams that no one really cares for. <laughs> you could say that about a lot of teams, I'm sure. How many times have the Rams moved? This is what, the fourth time? I have no idea. Yeah. They're like that one cousin. You invite them into the house, but you make sure they don't get your good beer. Okay. So back to the back to the halftime show though. Um, Not the halftime well, show. The watch the Super Bowl. Who are you gonna watch it with? Oh, I automatically went to the halftime show because that's the only thing people ever talk about. No one cares about football. Right. I mean, you um, can just watch the halftime show and do whatever during the game. Okay. So what I would do is I would go ahead and bring out the table that I brought out for Thanksgiving. Okay. The one that's uh, stretches most of the way across the football field. About a third of the way across the football field. Remember, okay. it's only between the center hash marks. Okay. At the 50-yard line, right? Or was then? No, I would pick whoever's the favorite going into the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I would put that table on the sideline, blocking them from being able to easily navigate the sideline. <laughs> okay. And me, Brett Favre, okay. the ghost of Bart Starr. Okay. The, no, Joe Montana's still alive. Barely. So we'll bring him in and then bring in Eli Manning. Okay. And we'll have a 50 course dinner. 50 courses. Wow. Well, I think this is Mm -hmm. what the 51st Super Bowl this year. So you should probably add one more course. So you should add one more course. No. 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 Okay. No. I mean, who who is the loser number, man? It's divisible by three. Yeah, but it's a prime number times a prime number. So that that just makes it a, a, a double loser. 51 is a loser number. Okay, so you're at 50 courses. Mm-hmm. You're going to name all 50? 
Oh, hell no. We don't have time for that. <laughs> Dessert is cheesecake. Okay. A Judge Wapner cheesecake. Awesome. Yes. But the entire game. Will it be Judge Wapner like in a Heisman pose? Of course. Oh, that'd be great. And the uh, chocolate fondue fountain. Yeah. Will be. Um, oh, my goodness. What's his name? The the uh, the pose. The running back. The Jim Thorpe. Tro- what, is it Jim Thorpe? The Heisman Trophy. Oh, yeah, I guess That's, that is Heisman Trophy. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I always thought that was Thorpe, though. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I could look it up. Yeah, I thought he was the one that was famous for that pose. See, you can tell how much I don't do sports. But the entire purpose of that meal is to remind those quarterbacks that were just behemoths in their day how much the sport has grown without them and how much better off the sport is without them. Yeah, but do you think they would take it that way? They'd be reminded of it because every time the butler lays down the next course, here's your fish and chips, sir. Remember when you used to have that much talent? The audience doesn't. <laughs> wow. That's yes. quite the baller. <laughs> mm-hmm. With every with every course. And they have to acknowledge it or else they don't get to eat. And they oh, can't leave the table until they clean all their plates. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we established I'm a horrible human being, right? I'm not going there. So you and these legendary football players are going to be eating a 50-course meal on the sideline of the team that's favored to win mm-hmm. while two roles being played. And yes. the presentation of each course will include the butler reminding each of the football legends how much they don't matter anymore. Well, how much they've already been forgotten by the fans, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, as for some of the food, I'm not going to yeah. go through all 50 courses, Yeah, but... Some of the great things, like filet mignon wrapped in salmon, wrapped in bacon. Okay. Or the Judge Wapner cheesecake. Right. The Heisman fondue fountain. Okay. Salmon, obviously. Can't have a so good meal without salmon. So you're going to have salmon that's wrapped around a steak and covered in bacon, and then you're going to have a separate course that's just salmon? Salmon wrapped with venison, wrapped with bear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the whole bear? Sure. <laughs> uh, or maybe a gummy bear? A five-pound gummy bear? Sure. Yeah. You could put the salmon inside the venison and then stick that in the belly of the five pound gummy bear. That will be course number 49. <clears throat> and you said that the football legends can't leave the table until they finish each course, right? Correct. Wow. It's going to be tough. It, it is. Um, probably though, my, my favorite course is going to be a turducken marinated yeah. in Carolina Reaper peppers. Okay. It really, and- uh, you really have something against these quarterbacks, huh? I do. I do. <laughs> we'll, we'll cover that here in a second. Now, the intro course, though. What sporting event is a sporting event without Doritos and Mountain Dew? Okay. So, the first 10 courses yeah. are different varieties of Doritos and Mountain Dew. Okay. All the different flavors. That seems like you're easing them into their gluttonous punishment. Yes, and there will be medics on hand for the eventual diabe- uh, diabetic collapse. Right. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> okay. Especially when course number 48 it, it happens to be a 8-foot, uh, 28-pound no, no, gummy no, snake. No, 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 no. Nope. Not allowed. Uh, for these quarterbacks? Nope. Yes, it's, nope. it's allowed. Nope. You're not eating it. You're not even at the table. I don't care. Your body is nope. safe from the snake. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. Hypothetical rule number 17B <laughs> says hell no to any 
gummy python consumption in the creation of any hypothetical situation. Okay, fine. So, and they're going to have to eat a five-pound gummy bear at course 49 anyway. This is true. This is true. Okay, fine. So, why these quarterbacks and why the punishment? Yeah. At some point in my life, I have lost a bet having to do with each of those quarterbacks. At what point in your life did you make a bet on Bart Starr? How many individual titles he won? Is this pre-internet days? Yes, it was pre-internet days. So you were like three years old? Okay, it was pre-internet access to a cheapskate family days. So you were like five years old? You were in kindergarten? No. What, were you, what were you betting? Like your snack? I was 16, and okay. I was betting $50. Okay, fine. That's a fair punishment then. Yeah. I earned that money the hard way. I did people's homework for a week to earn that money. Actually, I don't <laughs> think that's a fair way of earning money, come to think about it. <laughs> no. It's a way of earning money. Right. <laughs> All right. So you've got these quarterbacks that you are putting through very challenging circumstances on the sideline during the Super Bowl. Right. You're eating just gluttonous amounts of not so healthy food. Considering course number 27 is sushi off a sumo stomach. Yeah. I hope that table's re- uh, got some good support on it under it. It made it through the Thanksgiving Day game, so That's I figure, true. yeah, Should be okay. could probably handle it. All right. So, um, what are you guys going to be betting on while you're eating this ridiculous meal while watching the Super Bowl? Well, we're going to be are betting you, on the Are you going to place any bets, or are you not betting anymore because all these quarterbacks already burned you? No, there's going to be betting. We're betting on the meal. Okay. It's a last man standing situation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bart Starr may be double ghosted. I'm assuming that's what happens when a ghost dies. They just become a ghost of a ghost. I have no idea. Uh, Someone needs to correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that won't be me. (laughs) But yeah, we're going to be betting on uh, time to completion, whether or not they actually complete before the game is over, when their stomach fails them at one point in the competition, because this is a competition after all. Of course. At what point in the competition their system fails them. You know, the good stuff. Right. All right. Okay. So now that you've heard how demented I'm going to be, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? Oh, mine's totally normal compared to yours. It always is. <laughs> when I tell you I'm going to wing these things with gusto, I yeah. mean it. You even said you expected a lot of gusto. So <clears throat> I'm going to watch the Super Bowl with a bunch of people. Um, first, I'm going to have Stewie from Family Guy because he's got a head that's shaped like a football. <laughs> okay. So just, you know, to get in the spirit, I'm going to invite Stewie. Plus, he's just funny. Um, and then for my regular guests, I've been on a uh, roast battle kick lately, in case you couldn't tell. And I've listened to the roast battle podcast, which is hosted by the host of roast battle and the DJ of roast battle, it's, uh, Brian Moses and Coach T. So I'm going to invite them because uh, I'll have Brian Moses essentially like set up all the betting because he can like okay. host the bets and announce them and make fun of them and stuff like that. Coach T is a DJ, but he'll just be there. I don't know, making comments. Maybe he'll play the, the music in the background because, uh, I don't know, we'll have music, I guess. And then I'm going to have the uh, the two who have become the, essentially the permanent judges, or at least they were the permanent judges in the last season, Nikki Glazer and Anthony Jeselnik, uh, two comedians I just find to be absolutely hilarious. Uh, I'm going to okay, invite them thank also. thank you for answering the who are they question. Yeah. Oh, man, you, gotta, you should check out some of their, their comedy. It's, it's funny, to say the least. So... They're all going to be at my Super Bowl party. I am going to do it at a Vegas sports book. 
I think I'm going to shut down the sports book at the Mirage. Classy. So we're going to take over the entire sports book. Only the people that are on my list get invited. And this way, we can have all sorts of crazy prop bets put up on the screens that they normally have all the bets on. We'll essentially have our own sports book for all our betting. Okay. Right. <clears throat> and so the crazier the bet, the better. I love like the ridiculous prop bets they do for Super Bowl. Like I remember one year it was like who's gonna score more points, Michael Jordan or whatever team was playing that year in the Super Bowl. Um Michael Jordan. Yeah, I'm talking a long time ago. You know who Michael Jordan is? Yeah, I don't think he player. was ever so who scored, whether or not if he, he scored, would score more points in his game in basketball that night or correct, whether or not the team correct. Okay, that makes sense suddenly. I was like, <laughs> Sorry. he played baseball and he played basketball. Sorry, I can he slow never it down played for the you real need, sport. You need me to slow it down for you? You may need to. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so, <laughs> but that's like, I want to be, I want the bets to be like more ridiculous than that. So I want it to be like the number of people that, like, because if I remember correctly, last time I was at the Mirage Sportsbook, there's a California pizza kitchen, like, over like right next to the sports book and it's kind of open so you can see into it so it'll be like the number of people that order pepperoni pizzas if more people order pepperoni pizzas or more touchdowns are scored now just touchdowns or points from the touchdowns no touchdowns so like only during from the time of the game starts to the time the game ends how many pepperoni pizzas are ordered versus the number of touchdowns that are scored not the number of points okay all you have to do is have one really 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 heavy set guy that's hungry go in there and your betting is already screwed not necessarily because California Pizza Kitchen offers so many different kinds of pizzas. I don't think pepperoni pizzas are that popular at California Pizza Kitchen. Okay, fair enough. And then it'll be like, there'll be a bet of before the game starts, it'll be what color shirt will the fan in row seven, fourth from the left when they pan out above the 30 yard line on the left side of the screen? And what color will the shirt be? That would be an interesting bet. Those are the kind of bets we're going to make. I don't really care about like you know who's going to win the game, who's going to score more points, who's going to win the coin toss. That, that stuff's that's simpleton stuff. I'm talking like hardcore, ridiculous, impossible to figure out prop bets. I'll give you 700 to one odds that the second string linebacker will rip the 13th thread from center on his pants in the fourth quarter. Okay, I'll take it. Who's going to be sitting there with a magnifying glass just staring at that guy's pants all day? Well, you got all these people that work in the sports book that have nothing else to do because the only bets to be taken are our bets. Wait, where are they playing the Super Bowl this year? Uh, I don't know. Where is Super Bowl this year? Atlanta. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, okay. I think that's in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Beats crap out of me. Oh, you know, another good bet will be the number of kids of the Super Bowl MVP brings on the field after the game. Yeah, that would be a good bet. I would put all my money on 27. I think you'll lose. It's probably why you lost 50 bucks back in high school. Probably, because I don't know these things. (laughs) Right. What did you guess? The Bart Starr won like like 58 Super Bowls, even though I haven't been that many yet? No, I believe he only won two Super Bowls, but it was the individual awards that screwed me. So that's the bets. We're doing it at the Mirage Sportsbook, which we're closing down. So it's just going to be me and my guests. And the point of having these 
uh, Anthony Jeselnik and Nikki Glaser there to essentially, so we can all just rip on each other and the stupid bets that we're making as we're playing, as the game is being played. That should be pretty fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I still need to have food. So that part I hadn't really thought through. You know what you could do? What's that? You could use your restaurant from the main game as part of your warm up. Uh, no, because I have too many choices. What? Um, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. So I think what we'll do. Oh, no, I know exactly what we're doing for food. <laughs> no, I, I've totally got this figured out. This is great. This works perfectly. We all, me and all my guests, all gonna have our phones out and we're all gonna, uh, pick whichever apps we want to use, whether it's Uber Eats, DoorDash, Postmates, um, all those newfangled delivery apps. The only food we have at the party is the food that we order from our phones and we bet on each order, whether the order is going to be there, you know, whose order is going to show up first, how many mistakes are going to be made in an order. If say like Anthony Jeselnik orders a burger and fries, like how many fries come in his order so we can bet on each element of the food that gets delivered, including the delivery itself. And like what color hair the delivery driver has, uh, what color shoes or what brand of shoes are they wearing? So we could bet on just anything stupid like that. That's what we're gonna do for food. See, I would be the pedantic guy that would sit there and go, okay, on this one, we're betting on how many calories are actually in the food that you ordered. And then bring in a scientist to do the whole burn test to figure out the actual calorie amount. That way they don't even get to eat their food. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I didn't invite you to this party. (laughs) at two michael (laughs) you didn't invite me to yours no that's true all right well speaking of food and as you alluded to before let's jump into our main game hell thank you no problem tonight's main game we are both going to start a restaurant or 10 uh what i don't have 10 i have a few i want to know how many how many i don't know exactly i want to know the name of your restaurant slogan or catchphrase for that restaurant location of your restaurant type of food you serve what kind of restaurant is it? Is it fast food, fast casuals, sit down place, a family restaurant? Um, what the theme of the restaurant is? Describe the decor. What makes your restaurant unique? What are the signature dishes? A lot of pieces to this puzzle. I want to know uh, what you got. Wow. So the name of the restaurant is A Little Taste of Pain. A Little Taste of Pain? A Little Taste of Pain. Okay. And it's a mix of the spiciest foods, the coldest foods. The hottest foods. It's it's the extremes. Okay. With live performances every night by T Pain. Okay. Is he using his voice modulator? Yeah. Awesome. Well, okay. He does he does a, a set with the voice modulator. Yeah. And then later in the evening when people are there with that special someone that they plan on taking to the club later on that night. Yeah. He serenades them with his non synthesized voice. <laughs> okay. A little taste of pain. Okay. Digging it so far? Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of a, so like you've got Carolina Reaper peppers for the, for the spiciest stuff. Yeah. Um, you've got just fresh out of the cauldron soups for the super hot stuff for the super cold, obviously ice cream frozen to as close to absolute zero as possible with liquid nitrogen, liquid helium, you know, all the, gases turned into liquid form okay and like the super salty yeah beef jerky salted with salt from the dead sea okay yeah all right I dig it what and I mean, uh, it's gonna be it's actually gonna be a semi-formal restaurant 
Okay. So imagine T-Pain full tux and tails. Right. Performing. Okay. I dig the tails. And then for his serenade set, still in the tux and tails. Yeah. But with a four-piece violin, cello, viola, that kind of thing. Okay. So we got that going on. Good semi-formal type type does he, need a, does he need a Mankiniachi band to back him up? No. <laughs> it's semi-formal for a reason. There is no semi-formal Mankini on the face oh, of the earth. You did say a little taste of pain. <sighs> that can be in the bathrooms to keep you from loitering. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, no one's going to want to do their business if they've got Mankiniachi, Mankiniachi. See, you know a song better than I do. Yeah, I know. I was the one that came up with it. Uh, that's Which, up for debate. <laughs> okay, I was the first one to sing it on on the show. That's up for debate. Uh, that that's not <laughs> up for debate. I think it is. But they're in the bathroom. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Semi. It's so semi formal. Sit. So mm-hmm. sit down restaurant. You'll have waiters and they'll take your orders. All that kind of stuff. Yes, there will be mm-hmm. waiters. Okay. Or waitresses. No, no, there will all be waiters. Okay. They will all be named Steve. Why Steve? And just Steve. Okay. They'll all be named Steve. Okay. They'll all have creepy handlebar mustaches. Okay. And when I say creepy, I mean like the the ones that circle like five times in the handlebar. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it'll look like the mustaches are staring into your soul. Nice. So Raleigh Fingers mustache. Right. Famous baseball player. You probably don't know who he is. Uh, the name was actually slightly familiar. I did quite a few history of sports classes in college. But you didn't pay attention to how many Super Bowls Sparks Star won. Shut up. <laughs> all right. So all the waiters are going to be named Steve. They're going to have these awesome handlebar mustaches. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to bring in all the winning female chefs from Hell's Kitchen okay. to work in my kitchen. Cool. Because seriously, I have yet to see a single man on that show that can outcook any of the women. Okay. And I want my food to be good. Right. Well, what's the restaurant going to look like? Tell me about the decor. Um, okay, for the decor, I've always been a sucker for Greco-Roman. So, a three-tiered restaurant, very classic lines, a grand staircase going up into the second and third levels. Okay. Just nice purple velvet drapes. Nice. Chandeliers, like actual crystal chandeliers. Okay. Red carpets everywhere not 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 too bright of a red like a good subtle a muted crimson sure the the walls would be i'd say a good mix between off white and gray but with good marbling going through them um i would take the world's best painters and lock them away in a barn until they created good enough artwork to hang around the restaurant okay and I would have Gordon Ramsay come in as a guest chef on Fridays and Saturdays to boost attendance. Okay. I can see that. Yes. Does he have to have a handlebar mustache, though? We will have one on hand. And will he need to be referred to as Steve also? Yes. And what about T-Pain? Is he going to go by Steve Payne? That just made me think of Stefan from uh, Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan Urkel. Yeah. Yeah. He would, yeah. Bo- he would go by Steve Payne. Would he also have a handlebar mustache? Of course. Okay. You got to keep with the theme, man. That's right. All right. So tell me, what's the uh, signature dish at A Little Taste of Pain? The signature dish is an eight ounce 
filet. Okay. Not wrapped in bacon, but an eight ounce filet aged for 30 days, cooked over an open fire with hickory, a little bit of applewood, sprinkled with just a little bit of balsamic vinegar, a skosh of pink sea salt. It's the way with, for the catcher. With four escargot okay. across the top. Yeah. With a drizzle, just a small drizzle, of au jus made from the steak. It's the, or- it's the only normal thing on the menu. Okay. So there's no now, pain. You can that. have it dressed with Carolina Reaper peppers or whatever you want. But right. if you want to just have it a la carte, there you go. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Well, yeah. You have to have, like any painter, you have to have a good blank canvas in order to create your masterpiece. That steak is the blank canvas. Then you can dress it up with whatever flavor of pain you want to have. The filet is beef, right? It's not like filet of Carolina Reaper, pe- Reaper pepper. No, but you could make it a filet of Carolina Reaper pepper. Okay. Interesting. So this is- Say that five times fast. Carolina Reaper pepper, Carolina Reaper pepper, Carolina Reaper Yeah, no. So you have a semi-formal restaurant in a very ornate, with a very ornate decor. Mm-hmm. Price bracket. What are we looking at here? Oh, dude. Seriously. Um, considering the fillets are made out of Kobe beef, you're looking ballpark- 250 to 320 per plate. Okay. I mean, that's including your entree, your appetizer, most likely your dessert too, but also two glasses of wine. All right. So high end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, medium end. Sure. Um, So where are you going to locate this then to attract the the right clientele? Um, New York is overplayed. Right. No one in Texas is going to spend that much money. Vegas? No, that's too overplayed. Paris? Overplayed. LA? Enough taco. San Fran? Actually, yeah. All right. San Francisco it is. Yeah. Actually, okay. No, no, no. Step that back. Cupertino. Cupertino, okay. Yeah, let's let's spe- let's be a little bit specific here. Cupertino. I, I figured this would cater to Tim Cook and the rest of the Apple elites. Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what did you think I was going to do? Come up with something crazy? No, I figured it would be a little bit of pain. Well, yeah. Yeah. The price tag hurts. Some of the food that you can put on the filet of heaven. The filet of heaven. Mm. Damn it. Now I want to go get that so I can cook it. Okay. I've actually made that dish before. That's why I knew it so well. I have made that steak. Okay. It's delicious. Sure. If you eat that stuff. If you don't, you're missing out. I don't eat steak. Oh. I like escargot, though. Yeah, I, I hate the fact that you got to go on a cruise and have escargot. That yeah, was good. So what about you, man? What are you doing for a restaurant? Uh, well, I've got a few, but I'm gonna. some of these I know pretty well because two of them I've been developing for many, many years. Okay. I know you didn't know this about me, but I'll explain. So my... Nieces and nephew know me as Uncle Paco. I'm not Michael to them. I'm Paco. And I've been Paco for a very long time. And since I was a young adult, I've always wanted to start a restaurant called Paco's Pizza and Chicken. And we would serve everything but pizza and chicken. Okay. Interesting. It would be a casual restaurant, you know, a little bit more upscale than a hot dog joint or a burger joint, but not much more upscale than that. So kind of just, you know, a comfortable restaurant. 
families could come to it. You could have your business lunch there. Uh, we'll serve all kinds of food, but we won't serve pizza or chicken. Okay. So, um, and the signature dish is called, uh, the signature dish is waffle ball soup. You know, matzo ball soup, I presume. Heard of, haven't had. Okay. So matzo ball soup is just matzo meal that's balled up into a giant, usually into a big ball and put inside chicken broth. Okay. Okay. Or some sort of yellowish, clearish broth. doesn't have to be chicken stock. It could be whatever. That's your typical basic matzo ball soup. Waffle ball soup is a bowl of syrup with a giant ball made out of waffle. Okay, your other ideas are going to have a hard time beating this. Is that not the, like, the most delicious sounding soup we've ever had? I just signed up for a triple bypass listening to that. It's just a giant wa- uh, ball of waffle and a bowl of syrup. Yeah, it's, it's downing the entire bowl of syrup that's going to kill you. You don't have to. I mean, not everybody eats all the broth. Mama always told you if you're going to start a dish, you're going to finish the whole damn dish. You could, you could get it with light broth if you want. Okay. <laughs> that would just taste weird. Give me the syrup. Go easy on the broth, easy on the syrup. Um, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So that, that's the signature dish. It will be located I don't know, somewhere around me because I don't want to go too far to have to set everything up. And the decor will be, I think, very simple, understated, uh, basic. Like I probably do. I'd have white walls, but then I would have like my favorite artists create murals on the walls whatever they want to create. So have like Joey Feldman paint a wall, like a whole mural, a uh, whole side of the restaurant. Um, have, that would be some trippy artwork, man. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, and so we just have different artists would get like their own wall to do a mural on. Seating would be like couches and comfortable chairs. And it would just be a very simple, understated, but fun restaurant. Okay, I, I like it. It's down the earth, good food. I mean, who doesn't okay. want a bowl of waffle ball soup? Uh, agreed. Um, very nice. Okay, so that's one. That's one restaurant. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, you left out the big part. What's that? Are we talking like McDonald's price? Are we talking? I like, think a, a what bowl, are we talking here, price wise? A bowl of waffle ball soup will be under ten dollars. Okay. Yeah, I, I, the prices will be fair. I might look into like price gouge, like somebody else's restaurant. Uh, Brings a little pain. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Uh, no, it'll be you know fair pricing. Nothing crazy. It'll be a little bit more than McDonald's. A little bit less than pick pick a steakhouse. They all tend to run like twenty five dollars for a steak. Yeah, less than a steakhouse. More than a more than McDonald's. Okay, yeah, that's actually a really good one. So that that's been a great show. Um, we both came up with really good ideas for our first idea right out of the bat. Yeah, you're right. Fine. Right? Nope. Right? Nope. Oh. Yeah. Did you call in sick to work yet? Because we still got a few more hours here. Let me get that pulled up. Um, My next restaurant. Is there PTO available for tomorrow? The next restaurant takes advantage of a trend back when I was much younger, which was all these fusion restaurants where you combine two different uh, styles of food. So there'd be a lot of like, I'm trying to think of one, like a, a Japanese French fusion restaurant where they combine French food, Japanese food, and come up with some crazy dishes. 
mine would combine Jewish food with Mexican food, and it would be called El Chutzpah Grande. <laughs> Did you just bang your mic? <laughs> I dropped my phone. <laughs> Why'd you do that? I was legitimately looking for paid time off because I think you've got like another 10 restaurants. I don't know if I have 10 more. I only have a couple more. Oh, okay. Only a couple more. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. But that and... What? Oh, it's Grande. It's a Mexican Jewish restaurant. Mexican Jewish fusion restaurant. Sorry. Okay. Signature dish is going to be a taco that uses instead of a shell, or the shell's going to be made out of matzah. Okay. We're going to figure out a way to curve the matzah to make a shell. That shouldn't be too hard. Then you fill it with your your meat of choice or fish, as long whatever. As it's kosher. Nah, I don't care about that. Oh, okay. No, there's a bacon cheese taco on the menu. Oh, bacon. Yeah, that'll be a signature dish. It'll be bacon, cheese, Mexican spices, and a matzo shell. And then a side of nacho cheese to dip it in. Okay, that, that almost reminds me of my hangover helper that I have the chef at work occasionally make. It's not a bad restaurant. Imagine if you take a Taco Bell sh- uh, taco bowl shell. Yeah. Had to slow that down so I could say it right. And you take popcorn chicken, chicken breast, chicken strips, taco meat, and then chopped steak meat, a little bit of nacho cheese, some shredded cheese, some lettuce, a little bit of tomato, and you eat that. I lost track like 88 ingredients ago. Yeah, that's the hangover helper. Okay. Oh, and two scrambled eggs. Of course. Can't forget those eggs. Nope. Can't forget them. So, El Huspa Grande, I think I'm going to set it up um, in Washington, D.C., right outside the White House. <laughs> okay. I feel like there's a secondary meaning there for that. There might be. But that's where I'm going to set it up. Uh, okay. And it's going to be a nice restaurant. Nothing too crazy. Be a comfortable restaurant. Be very trendy, though. We're gonna, it's going to be really small. So it's hard to get a table to build up demand so that everybody's going to want to get in. So we create buzz Just around six it. tables. It can only have six tables. It'd be based on the number of seats. Cause you know, if six tables, they could be tables of two or they could be tables of 30. That makes a huge difference. Make them tables of 15. Yeah. But I don't want to, people have to sit with strangers. I'm not that mean. Oh, okay. Well, fine. So <clears throat> we'll have like 30 seats. We'll say in the restaurant. Just enough to make it feel like it's busy, but also make it like impossible to get a table or get a seat to drum up demand. Okay. I, I like this concept. And I, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I should give you the, the next idea I just came up with for this restaurant. <laughs> oh, no, decor. no, no. You're, you're giving me the idea. Uh, <laughs> I think given, <laughs> I actually have to explain why you can figure out why on your own. Very easily. This right. restaurant's, restaurant's going to have no walls. Oh. Uh, yeah. Given the... Uh, yeah. It's going to have no walls. Given the geriatric theater that we're all putting up with right now. Yeah. That's very appropriate. <laughs> I be, agree. I yeah. agree. I will patron... I will become a patron of a restaurant with no walls. Yep. And it'll be very welcoming. Yeah. 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 Anyone's welcome to come. With no drug problems or violence at all. Nope. See? Simple. That's right. Just serve good food and everyone's happy. Good food, good people, good times. I'm sure that's somebody's slogan for some restaurant. 
you know, it's like that's what America was supposed to be in the first place. Right. Huh. Yeah. So Hutzpah Grande is going to help. You know, I hear there's this really stuffy hotel across from the White House that could be used. (laughs) Yeah, they have walls. We can knock the walls down. So that's the second restaurant. Okay. Okay. You said you had a few. Yes. Normally people stop with two when they say a few and then some when it's more than two. A few is three or four. I I might be going a little over that. I'm sorry. Not really. Um, What? So. Oh, boy. The next set of restaurants are based off of my incredibly successful food trucks. If you'll recall, I built food trucks based on game shows. They were competitive food trucks. And if I recall, my food trucks ran your food trucks out of business. Uh, Sorry, my food semis. I don't know. We have pretty big crowds. Right. And your people got fed up with yours and came (laughs) over to mine. Right. But then we just went, moved to a new location and got more crowds. So somehow we've managed to make some money enough to uh, open up some more game shows, but this time we're going to do them as full-on restaurants instead of food trucks. Um, and I'm bringing back classics from when I was a kid. Okay. So there's going to be a Card Sharks restaurant. Okay. Did you ever watch that game show? I did. It was rather interesting. <laughs> Stupidest game show, but it was great. Yeah. You basically have to tell the guy if you thought the next card was going to be higher or lower. I mean, the episodes when Jamie Farr was on there was, was pretty good, but yeah, the, the rest of it was just stupid. So you'll have to play that game to get your food. I think you should have a restaurant where the Lazy Susans on all the tables are the Wheel of Fortune wheels, and you could legitimately win a trip to Italy. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. We'll just make the whole table. It doesn't have to be the Lazy Susan. The whole table will spin. Oh, God, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> that's a, that's a, Oh, wait. For that restaurant, that's how you actually figure out what your meal is. Well, yeah, each each slice of the of the table will be a different ingredient, and then depends on how hard you spin it, will depend on what gets mixed together. And that's what and you end a up slice through. that's literally only as wide as a human pinky is a trip to Italy. Yeah, and then, instead of a bankrupt slice, there'll just be an empty slice. There's just a hole, and if it lands on you, you don't get to eat. Oh, I was I was gonna be I was gonna be more mean. I was gonna be like, instead of bankrupt, that space is labeled "pick up the check." Oh yeah, I could have that one too, for sure. <laughs> wow. Why not? Okay, yeah. So we've got card sharks. We've got wheel of fortune. All right. So I have a, you ever see the show Classic Concentration? Uh, no. Okay. It's basically it was a show back in the late eighties, um, shockingly hosted by Alex Trebek. Okay. And it, you would have to solve these puzzles by revealing pieces. They're basically these numbered squares that cover the puzzle. And as you reveal the numbers, you'd start to see what the puzzle was. And basically, it was like letters and pictures to create a phrase. So like what I'm looking at right now is had the word class plus, and then it had a little girl sick in bed. So it was class sick. So the first word of that was classic. That suddenly explains one of the first computer games I ever owned. <laughs> I'm going to have a restaurant like that, and the menu is just going to be a bunch of puzzles, so you have to figure out what you can order. So if you're not the brightest bulb in the box, you may not actually get to eat. Right. You also have to answer trivia questions in order to reveal the squares that uncover the puzzle. So if you can't answer the trivia questions, you're not going to be able to reveal the puzzle, you're not going to be able to order your food. But again, you get a delicious meal served by Alex Trebek. Okay. 
I have another suggestion. Okay. Now, for one of your game shows, yes. we brought back American Gladiators. Yes. And we had them shooting pie. That's true. That is in, true. In the gauntlet. Oh, no, that was just in assault. Gauntlet was the final thing of each episode. Right, right, right. right. I think that you should bring in an American Gladiators restaurant, like a full-blown restaurant. Yeah, I probably should since we revitalized that We already show. started with dessert, so the dessert, the dessert line would have to be the assault course. Yeah, I would totally eat there. Same here. There's not enough spandex in America. We need more. Well, I'm not sure I agree with that comment, uh, but I would totally eat at an American Gladiators restaurant. Do you remember Scrabble, the game show? Yes. Yeah, so I make that into a restaurant. What a worst that there that is the worst concept to ever turn into a TV game show ever. Yeah, but it would still be a decent restaurant. And the cost of your meal we based on the score of the word the, the words create. You know what they would have to bring in? What's that? A family feud restaurant. Well, I have the family feud feud food truck, so I'm trying not to uh encroach on my existing business. You have to bring it in. Uh, and you know why you have to bring it in? Why is that? Because only the family that wins gets to eat. Well. And the family that loses has to pick up their tab. <laughs> I like that. If you're going to go full restaurant, see, the taco truck idea was cool because it was keeping people entertained. Yes. The restaurant ups the ante. So that's, that's where sure. you can take that idea that you, that fledgling idea that you had early on in hypotheticals days and just make it the best reality possible. I'm not done. Got more. What? Yeah. I saved the best for last. But we're not at, we're not at the last one yet. Wait, what? Price is right. The restaurant. Oh. You have to bid to get seated. <laughs> right? So you have to guess how much the meal is going to cost. The lowest or the closest without going over gets seated. Then you play games for your food. If you finish your meal, you get to spin the big wheel and the two tables that end up with the highest amount at a given seating get to go play the showcase showdown where they will then bid on dessert and the closest without going over gets the desserts that are shown in their showcase. And if they are within a certain number, they will get desserts from both showcases. Wow. And all meals are presented by the Price is Right models. Okay. Plinko will definitely be involved. Plinko was the only one worthwhile. Uh, well, no, I guess they had the yodeling guy that kept going up the mountain until he fell over. <laughs> yeah, he'd definitely be. That, that's how you get your drinks. Got to play that game. Oh, okay. You can only have one fluid ounce per every square away from the end he is. Well, you want to get him to the point like each step pours a little bit more drink into the glass, but you don't want to go so far that the glass tips over the tops there. And have the angle where the glass will tip over into you if you mess up. Yeah, it's a portable game, so it'll be brought to your table. Oh, okay. Yeah. It'll be fun. Okay, I like that. That okay. has potential. Yep. And finally, press your luck. Oh. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. And stop. And stop. And when you hit the stop button, you might get an appetizer. You might get an entree, you might get a dessert, or you might get a whammy Dude. Who, who will come dancing on your table.
and mock you. Man, that game caused so much stress when I was a kid. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's such a great game. I would yell stop so loud that my parents thought there was something wrong with me. <laughs> and legitimately there was, but still. So you'll have to answer questions in order to get turns on the board. You'll compete against your table mates. And you can keep playing the board and get as much food as you want, all for one low price, until you hit three whammies. So eat fast. Because once <laughs> those three whammies come, we take your food away. Whatever you already earned. Oh, wow. Unless you stop and decide you're done playing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You were right. You saved the best for last. That, that was good. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. So I got a whole bunch of restaurants I'm starting up. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I'm going to eat all of them. They all sound good to me. Okay. Which one are you going to eat at first? Well, first I'm going to go to Taste of Pain. Of course. Because I want some good music. Are you going for the er- the early seating or the late seating without the voice modulator? Uh, the late seating, actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we're going to do the late seating at Taste of Pain. I won't see you there because I'm going to the early seating. I want that voice modulator. Oh, Okay. And then we're going to go ahead and nurse the hangover. And the next day, we're going to go ahead and have lunch at Press Your Luck. Okay. And then have dinner at The Price is Right. Interesting. So you're not going for the waffle ball soup at Paco's Pizza and Chicken? Oh, I'm actually buying shares of that restaurant. We're going to take it public and turn it into a franchise. And I'm going to have one built in my mansion. Yeah, so I don't have to go to it. It's just downstairs in my kitchen. Oh, sounds good. Excellent. Don't forget to support all Hutzpah Grande. We've got a social mission involved with that one. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I actually, you, you gave me so many game show restaurants, I forgot that one was in there. <laughs> it's an important one. Um, that one's going to be spread across the globe anywhere there's a tower that seems a little stuffy. <laughs> okay. Yes. We can do that. Agreed. For, right. First location will be DC and then we'll expand from there. DC, New York, Dubai, Saudi Arabia. All right. That's it for this episode of Hypothetical. Thanks for joining me, Jenny. Where can people find you online if you want them to find you? Uh, they can find me at youtube.com slash C slash the inkwell and on Twitter and Instagram at the inkwell and patreon.com slash the inkwell. Excellent. Well, thanks again for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Hypothetical this week, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore hypothetical, and subscribe to Hypothetical on your podcast player choice. And if you want to complain about a taste of pain or setting up a table with football legends and making them eat ridiculous foods, send an email to complain at hypothetical.show or give us a call at 937-63-HYPER. That's 937-634-9737. Until next time, this is hypothetical.